Hi everyone, I'm Hemant Kumar. People also call me ZK. Back again with another episode. Super excited to have you all here. Really appreciate you guys for listening. In this episode, I'm excited to talk about Docker and Docker. Wait. Docker and Docker? How is that different? Well, let's dive into the beginnings of Docker and uh, Docker containers. Every time when I ask about Docker to people, I get uh, different answers. Containers allow a developer to package up an application with all the parts it needs, such as libraries and uh, other dependencies, and uh, deploy it as one package. By doing so, the developer can rest assured that the application will run on any other Linux machine regardless of any customized settings that machine might have that uh, could uh, differ from the machine used for writing and uh, testing the code. Great feature of container technology is its uh, flexibility. With a virtual machine, it requires several minutes to boot up, just like the PC on your desk getting started up at the beginning of the day. With container technology, as OS is already running on the server, a container can be started uh, in a few seconds. This allows containers to be started and stopped as needed to flex up at a time of peak demand and to flex down when not needed. Specialized software for container management is required. Uh, Docker is uh, a tool designed to make it easier to create, deploy, and run applications by using containers. Docker is a bit like virtual machine, but unlike a virtual machine, rather than creating a whole virtual operating systems, Docker allows the application to use the same Linux kernel as a system that they are running on and uh, only requires the application be shipped with things not already running on the host computer. This gives a significant performance boost and uh, reduce the size of the application. And uh, importantly, Docker CE is open source. When I first started learning and uh, exploring Docker a few years ago, what was happening was uh, I was referring to Docker with a lowercase d and it got really got confusing for some people because there is Docker with uppercase D. I was curious to find out the difference between the capital D Docker and the lowercase d Docker. Docker is uh, potentially be two things. We think of it obviously as uh, Docker, the company. The company brings those tools and develop them, brings close to market. Docker Enterprise, which go beyond just the container into how you develop containers or how you run containers in production. So capital D is a company and uh, you know the products in lowercase d is more kind of a beat engine. I guess uh, in uh, Docker, it was originally about Linux containers because that's where the process existed now. It's expanded into Windows operating system and uh, Microsoft added containers. Docker desktop is the way to make it easy to get the Docker engine and uh, other surrounding decks onto an individual's local Mac or Windows machine. On Linux, it's easy enough to get the engine, but if you have a Mac or Windows, little bit more challenging so docker made it much more easier with the docker desktop so essentially you get the engine desktop uh, creates a lightweight mini vm because uh, in the background most of the time you're using linux container so you need to be able to run those on windows or mac docker just takes care of them for uh, starting up the engine in recent version kubernetes are on the desktop if you prefer kubernetes as a, an orchestrator 
you can utilize it as well. Windows version can do Windows containers to work. Obviously, it is challenging. Let's look at uh, from a developer's perspective, what makes Docker containers so important? The main thing for developers is it makes easier to set up your development environment. No longer you must read some crazy readme to get your machine to be the same as your colleagues to get everything because you are going to use a packaged container which has application and relevant kernels which you can deploy and run it on your preferred environment without any hassles. So if I create something locally and uh, even could easily take that container, run it, or I can share it with them via Docker Hub or registries. But if you go to Docker Hub, you can find a lot of images for just about anything. And that's a real bone for business because you can go to Docker Hub and uh, you'll find a very specific image that has a specific thing. You can pull the Docker image and uh, you don't have to worry about building that particular environment to do what you need to do. Someone else has already done it. And I think that would appeal quite a bit to others. A big part of a Docker community is one of the places where you can get all these things that people have already done things. If you join the Docker Slack community, you will see exactly what you're trying to do. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel. So from a developer's standpoint, and uh, I know this is a bit general here, but uh, three best tips for content deployments in the enterprise are, number one is uh, start small if you are just learning Docker. In order to get up to speed, don't try to boil the ocean. Suggest you to start with a small project that you know in a particular project that maybe you are you are fairly well. So you are introducing a few new variables as possible and then we will learn how to use Docker build into your development workflow and uh, how that's going to work uh, within your team and uh, how you are going to start building those applications. Number two is to be part of the community. You can learn a lot from others it's not just uh, going out and finding those images, but there is inevitably going to be tools to automate and chances are somebody else already figured out how to do it. Or sometimes you may have to invent yourself. Other part of that is you share with the community as well as you become more skilled in using Docker and you get used to it and understand it. This comes over a period of time. It grows in that way. The team become faster, business grows faster. You share those what you've learned with others and they use it and becomes like a snowball effect where everybody can move faster and uh, build applications faster and uh, deploy them faster. Have a local uh, catch-up no matter where you are. And uh, so join that if you want to uh, meet people in real life, uh, if that's your thing and those can be super useful too. There is a lot uh, built into that Docker command as well, right? So there is a Docker push, Docker pull. Once you start building images, then you will find as there are more efficient ways to build images. You will start realizing like, hey, uh, if I can only do those images smaller or faster, how others would have built or developed it. So with regards to container security, what should every administrator know? Number one, I think what people should know is that putting your happening container to secure it. You are isolating that application from other things running on that operating systems. We are also isolating that application and its dependency, which will help from a development standpoint, but also helps from a security standpoint. There are millions and millions of images that you have no idea where they came and uh, you have no idea what's actually inside. So you have to be careful when you pull those images. A couple of things you can do to make yourself, uh, to make it more secure. We have uh, Docker Content Trust, which is essentially putting a signature on a container. So the signature tells uh, you who created that container and it assures you that nobody has tampered with container. 
once it was stored somewhere so you grab that and uh, you can verify the signature that will tell you who it's from so you go to a hub for instance you will see our docker certified images and docker official images and then you know millions of uh, community images from our perspective when we put those official and certified images out there where we put a signature on them that comes from a docker and uh, you can of course tell that it's not tampered with if you put your own images out there you could find yourself that way your team can uh, verify so that's one aspect the other aspect is scanning those images they will open up the image check out all the layers go through those layers and see what's in that actual packages or binaries and compare those to vulnerability databases and then tell you uh, hey this has got vulnerabilities uh, verify where the container came from and uh, then you know uh, what's inside of it as well so these things will help and uh, there is another tool that we have uh, called uh, docker bench the docker bench for security is a script that checks for dozens of uh, common best practices around uh, deploying uh, docker containers in production it will go out in and uh, simply kind of audit your settings and tell you hey you know you are not using this so you should return the setting we recommend it from a security standpoint so that's more of like checking the engine and uh, runtime settings i can infer something here so when you want to deploy a container suggest pulling the image first and then scan the image to make sure that everything checks out and then deploy the container based on the image instead of just doing all at once where you can't scan the image before it's deployed actually i think from a corporate standpoint from an organization standpoint that's really what they would prefer especially security teams they do assess the frameworks and languages which are part of the images out there which are later used for scanning and verifying them and then developers can uh, pull from docker trusted registry that way it's kind of gone through that approval process like it's been scanned and verified i think that's a good summary now let me talk about containers the future of it i don't think it's uh, the future i think that's now it's happening it's already happening if uh, one is not aware or not using containers then they are behind first it gives you the ability to do things more quickly and work so you can have cicd have deploy more quickly that's becoming more and more important as more uh, and more companies become software companies so traditionally we always uh, think of you know microsoft and google and uh, people like that is uh, you can make software but that's changing every companies and organization started using on their own it gives them the edge in the industry or it helps them to run the business better and every company is becoming a software company which means that uh, tools like docker containerized going to apply everywhere let's uh, talk about uh, kubernetes or docker swarm which is uh, the better solution for business and why i think it completely depends on uh, cases swarm is uh, a lot simpler to set up and it's awesome however kubernetes has more knobs and levers so if you need more power to do very specific things it's uh, great for that so it completely depends on what organization looks like what kind of problems they face and uh, how to provide those uh, solutions using either kubernetes or docker swarm another thing is can docker swarm scale to the extent that uh, kubernetes can i can say that there are you know few of them who use a very big workload uses swarm swarm uses this language and format called composing that's a simple format for you to describe your services then uh, you can describe them into compose and deploy them into kubernetes so you still get a simple language but you get the advantage of kubernetes too so there are ways to kind of do both and uh, then you know things are shameless plugin here 
there are some things like windows container application where uh, kubernetes is uh, still in its infancy in terms of supporting windows applications so the kubernetes open source orchestrator just recently added support for windows but uh, things like security aspects could authenticate windows application and uh, you have to use uh, group managed uh, service accounts kubernetes doesn't officially support that yet so there are few little things that uh, kubernetes where uh, you may not quite get uh, full support from windows side where uh, swarm has let's consider another case what if someone is newcomer into docker and uh, they wanted to start development what tools should they need to use if you are running windows or mac you should get docker desktop just because that's the easiest way of uh, getting docker on your computer the second thing i would suggest is check your id for plugins there are probably a docker plugin in your id which will help you get started as well it will make things just work from your id i think uh, you know you will find lot of uh, free resources out there to learn a uh, docker and particularly uh, from a development standpoint you know how do i build java how do i do java development with docker containers right in particular how do i do things like uh, local testing things like that uh, before i submit my container to run it somewhere else so there are lot of uh, free resources uh, you can find i'm not sure that's necessarily tool per se that you work in the workflow but uh, you know it's a tool for learning docker there are impeccable three week courses uh, that you need to take which are easy to take firstly uh, there is a docker website itself in your web that has uh, commands listed in what those commands do and how to use them it does have some examples too so if you are getting started um, it will walk you through a couple of examples on how to use docker how to get started and run your first containers or uh, run your first uh, swamp cluster or how to enable kubernetes there is another site uh, for docker and kubernetes is uh, docker captains who were sort of uh, uh, champions of docker but they are also outside of docker i have personally learned a lot from this space uh, another site called play with docker it's really nice because you go there um it's got uh, labs that you can walk through and they will guide you through how to use docker for various scenarios there is how to develop with docker java .net and uh, various languages like that there are some that are focused on security so you have to install yourself and that makes it really simple to get going and then all the major sites coursera and udemy and all uh, those are going to help probably a long list of docker courses that you could check i think i have uh, covered pretty much uh, about docker and docker in this episode thanks for listening uh, see you next time cheers